0: Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of the Boston Sports Stats and Stuff podcast. Today we are going to be doing a podcast episode about the MLB. It's going to be our first podcast episode on baseball as the playoffs have arrived. And uh, uh, over the course of this week we will go over uh, this past NFL... uh, Sunday and uh, Monday, I wasn't able to get one out last week because I was very busy, and I'll continue to be very busy this week, so I'll try and get one of those out tomorrow, but if it does not get out, uh, the most likely reason is because I am very, very busy uh, with stuff, so that'll be why I won't be able to get one out, but the following week, I will be right back on track, and we'll start getting to the grind of having two to three episodes of this podcast a week, so... Without further ado, welcome into the third episode of this podcast, and by the title of this one, you can see that we're going to be having my official predictions of the MLB postseason. Um, Last year, I predicted that the Dodgers would go to the World Series last year, my unofficial prediction, because we didn't have a podcast last year, but um, uh, for some of the other stuff I did around sports, I I talked a lot about the Dodgers, and I was um very um high on them going to the World Series and uh this year there's another team um you know th- that that I do believe is going to make it to the World Series this year so we're going to start off with the wild card games we'll build up to the ALDS of course uh in the AL it'll be the Rays playing either the Red Sox and the Yankees out of the wild card and in the NL it'll be the Giants playing either the Dodgers or the Cardinals and then you have the other ALDS games Then the ALCS and then the World Series for the wildcard games. I'll predict the score of them. Obviously, that one's kind of random. I can't really predict a score that much. I don't really know what's going to happen, but just based on the matchups, so I'll come up with a score in my head, I'll tell you guys that, and then we'll break down each series, uh, who's going to win, and how many games. That you can kind of look at based on the teams and stuff, based on how they have uh, performed this season. So that's pretty much how this is going to go, and then eventually we'll get to the World Series, so we'll have that prediction. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to talk about baseball through the playoffs. Baseball is uh, probably my favorite sport. I am really the only one in my grade who actually thoroughly enjoys baseball and can watch a game a lot of people say it's boring i find it very entertaining i love watching baseball it's relaxing it's enjoyable it's exciting there can be a lot of action if you really understand the game um f- from a mental uh but just from a mental aspect uh of the game if you really take time to understand that part of it it becomes a very entertaining game so for me i love talking about baseball it's one of my favorite things to do and uh We'll get started. Obviously, the season finished up yesterday. We had a lot of interesting games in the NL. Um, the playoff field was set um, with all the teams that were going to make it, but it was undecided who would win the NL West. Uh, of course, the winner of that ended up being the Giants. The Giants were able to outlast the Padres. They beat them like I believe it was like eleven to four. Uh, they destroyed them. You know the Giants have been very very solid this season. Who would have thought that? They would have won 107 games this year. And how about the Dodgers, too? They won 106, and they're still going to have to play one game, win, or go home. Imagine if they lose that game, one game, with 106 wins. So the Giants needed every one of their 107 wins to hold off the Dodgers, who finished... 58-23 fifty eight and twenty three at home forty eight and thirty three on the road and in the last ten games they were nine and one the giants were eating two and another hot team is the cardinals they are in the wild card uh they had a what it was like a seventeen game win streak at one point uh very late in the season they were playing very well very balanced at home and away uh they have the same record forty five and thirty six at home and away so you can see this is a team that i mean they really do not have a a better place where they'd prefer to play. I mean, obviously, you'd rather play at home, but, like, the the stats on the road, in a way, there's not much big of a difference. So you're looking at them, and you're saying they could go anywhere, and they could really be a big factor in this postseason, especially with Adam Wainwright and the way he's been pitching. And, uh, of course, the team above them that won that's, that division this year was the Brewers. The Brewers have a monster, uh, a three-headed monster, with their pitching staff, and they have a bunch of guys contributing. We'll get to that later but uh the Brewers so they're in there and then uh uh the th- uh th- what three seed in this uh whole thing is the Braves who despite winning eighteen less games than the Dodgers will not have to play in the wild card. They're forty two and thirty eight at home better record away. Forty six and thirty five eight and two in their last ten. They were able to outdo the- do the Phillies by six and a half games and the Mets, who are one of the most disappointing teams along with the Padres eleven and a half games out. So the Braves were able to hold off everybody and make it in. So that was very, very impressive. And they're going to be the three seed. They're going to play the Brewers. Cardinals will face the Dodgers. And the Giants obviously will await the winner of the cards. And. The Dodgers. And in the American League, we have three teams making it from the AL East. In the wild card, it was the Red Sox and Yankees that were able to outduel the Blue Jays and the Mariners. It came down to five teams in the final week, and it was early on in the week that the Athletics were eliminated. Athletics have been in the wild card a lot recently, but they were not able to get it done. Uh, they were out-dueled by everybody else. And they ultimately came up third in their division, four and six in the last ten games to end the season. So they were struggling a little bit. Same record on the uh, away and at home. So they weren't really better at either away or home. And the Mariners coming in second in that division. I think the Mariners are one of the most surprising teams. They finished with a better record than the Padres and... The Mets. Who would have thought that? Scott Skaris has done a great job with this team. They're looking really good, and the Mariners just missed out. So it was the Astros that won that division, and the Astros quietly once again in the postseason. The White Sox won their division. The Indians posed just a threat, but to be honest with you, the Indians were kind of just there all season long. I mean, they were just right there in the same position they are now. 80-82, 80-82, I mean, that's how, I mean, you, the only better finish would have been 81-81 because it was like win a game, lose a game, win a series, lose a series. I mean, this is a team that was up and down. They literally finished the season in the last 10 games 5-5, five and five, an epiphany of their whole season. And the White Sox, the biggest thing I'm taking away is looking at the away record and the home record. The White Sox are 93-69 and 69 in total, 53-28 um, and 28 on the road or excuse me at home. Fifty three and twenty-eight. That's the best record at home in the American League. However, away they're forty and forty one. They have more losses than wins on the road. I mean c- come on man, even the athletics have done better than that. Um so have the Blue Jays. That's how bad that the White Sox have been on the road. Forty and forty one on the road. But at home they're a beast, uh they've got a great pitching staff, a great bullpen that's a team to watch out for, but they're going to have to go into Houston, which is a tough place to play. One of the toughest ballparks, I would say, to play. The noise in there is insane. Red Sox had to go through there. The Nationals had to go through there to win. Uh, Dodgers had to go through there. Rays had to go in there last—or not Rays, rather, because everything was kind of—I I can't remember what happened with the Rays last year where they played. I can't remember because of the whole COVID thing, but that's a tough ballpark to play as many teams know. And the White Sox have to go in there with within 40-41 within record, so that's going to be tough. But the Yankees and the uh, Red Sox out-dueled everybody else. Uh, the Blue Jays came up short, 91-71. I think the biggest takeaway from them was not having a closer. I mean, if this team had a shutdown closer like Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell, uh, Liam Hendricks, uh, the way Matt Barnes, for a Red Sox fan, the way Matt Barnes pitched in the first half... Um, Really, a guy that could shut down games like just take a Josh Hader. Everybody knows Josh Hader is one of the best closers in the league, or a Liam Hendricks. I say that this Blue Jays team probably wins five or six more games this season. Uh, as far as you know, just the way games could went. If they have that guy to shut down in the late innings, and and you could put a setup man in there too. If you had a setup man and a closer, this team wins nine more games and they're in a hundred 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 win team. So that's what I look at in the offseason, obviously, re-signing Marcus Simeon, who had, a what, 45 homers, whatever it was? I mean, he was insane. He had, like, as many as Shohei did. Who would have thought that all the hype around Shohei, as the season raged on, that Marcus Simeon would have as many home runs as he did? And for the Red Sox, they were able to hold off the Nationals in the final game of the regular season. If you did not see that game, you missed a great one. I mean, that was one heck of a game. The Red Sox were down 5-1. to one. They came back and won it. Verdugo uh, hit a huge two-run double. Devers homered twice in that game and delivered an RBI single. He had four RBIs on the day in a four-hit game for Devers, propelling the Red Sox into the playoffs. And for the Yankees, it was a scoreless game through eight and a half innings in New York. But... They had to get it done. They did not walk Aaron Judge with runners on first or sec, excuse me, second and third. They didn't walk Judge and he was able to deliver the game winning RBI up the middle. Uh so that was pretty much what happened there. The Red Sox have a bigger, better, better record against the Yankees this season. Uh so that means that the Red Sox will indeed play the Yankees at Fenway Park. So the Red Sox are the home team because they had more wins against them during the regular season. Ten and nine overall record. The Red Sox crushed them. But the Yankees do, in fact, have, I believe it's six straight wins against the Boston Red Sox. So this is a huge game for both of these teams. And that is where we will start in the American League East. Red Sox and Yankees in the Wild Card. This is going to be a great game. Uh, I'm a huge Red Sox fan, so I'm pulling for the Red Sox. I do have the Red Sox winning this game, and I'll tell you why. We're going to see Nathan Avaldi and Garrett Cole matchup, and I think that's going to say everything about this game. How Nathan Avaldi pitches is what will happen with the Red Sox, is my belief. If he can go six innings, give up like two runs, less than two, something like that, be shut down, I think the Sox can get the win. But if he goes like five innings and gives up five runs, that's going to be tough, especially with an offense that has had trouble scoring early on in games as of recently. The second half offense has been disappointing at times. But I'm, I think the Red Sox are going to win 6 to 4. I think of all the. He goes like six innings, gives up two runs or so. I think the Red Sox are able to hold him off uh, out of the bullpen, which has been so good. We're probably going to see Whitlock. We'll probably see Ryan Brazier. And, uh, you know. We, we could see anywhere, Josh Taylor. We could see really anyone on that Sox bullpen. And for the Yankees, we're going to see Garrett Cole. No DJ LeMahieu. For the Red Sox, we're not sure on J.D. Martinez yet. Uh, we still do not know. J.D. Martinez suffered an uh, ankle sprain sliding into second base in the Red Sox uh, Nationals game in the final uh, game of the regular season. So we really do not know what his status will be for the wild card game. They're hoping that he and optimistic that he is going to play Right now, uh, he's questionable for the wild card game, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's that's a huge loss for for the Red Sox if if he cannot. I mean, if he cannot play, that's a huge loss for the Sox because this guy has ninety nine RBIs this season. He's put big hits in play. I still think the Red Sox have a good shot to get it done without him, but that's a huge loss if they don't have him. I think they're going to have him, so I'm going to give the Sox a six to four when if they don't have him probably going to be 5 to 4. I think he's going to deliver. Uh Kevin Plowey is expected to start as the catcher for the Red Sox. He has caught Nathan Avaldi on multiple occasions and uh, Nathan Avaldi has had better uh stats uh, against uh, pretty much all the teams when Kevin Plowey is his catcher. So he really likes him. They gel well together. And Nathan Avaldi has eaten the the Yankees for breakfast. I mean, we talk about Stanton and what he's done, but Nathan Avaldi minus his last start, which was obviously bad against the Yankees. He's eating them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I really do believe he comes up in the clutch. It's all about how his you know, his stuff is looking. If he's able to get break on those pitches, keep him out of the zone. We don't want to see a lot of high splitters, stuff like that. We want to see him be able to nail those pitches, locate the fastball, and I do believe they're going to get the win. So I'm going to, to take the Red Sox 6-4 over the Yankees. I think Eric Cole has a strong start. I think he goes five innings or so. Probably doesn't give up too many runs, but I'm a little cautious uh, I'm a little concerned about that Yankee bullpen on low rest. You know, they're not going to have D.J. LeMahieu to propel the offense, and he's a big part of that offense in key moments sometimes. Obviously, they're going to have Stanton. They're going to have Judge. Those two guys will show up. That's why I think they're going to get four runs on the board. But that bullpen is questionable at times. They've been banged up. I don't know what happens. I'm going to take the Red Sox. I think they are going to be able to get past that Yankee bullpen, uh, even if Garrett Cole has a strong start tonight or just rather tomorrow. That game's at 8 p.m. The game on Wednesday is the Dodgers and the Cardinals. A lot of people are talking about the Cardinals and what they've been doing lately. And when you look at the start of their face, which is Max Scherzer, Scherzer has been shut down. He's been one of the best accusations ever at the deadline in MLB history. His last two starts were a little rocky. Um, I'm not going to lie. His last two starts were very, very tough for him. I mean, obviously, they're not going to have Max Muncy. But I, I am going to take the Dodgers. I think you look at this game, and the bottom line is, it's one game. And if I take the two teams and I line them up against one another, I look at momentum-wise, and I, I look at the Cardinals, and I say what momentum they have. But then I look at the Dodgers, and I say, this is a team that has been surging in the second half of the regular season. I'm looking at momentum-wise in a big way. Not just the last 20 games or so, but in the second half altogether. 60-70 games. And the bottom line is, the Dodgers are the team to go with. I think they have a lot more uh, second-half momentum. I know the Cardinals won 17 games in a row, but I think second-half momentum-wise, what Max Scherzer is being able to do, I think Max Scherzer is going to shut down the Cardinals. I really do believe he's going to have a strong start. I trust the Dodgers' offense to come through with big hits. I'm taking the Dodgers over the Cardinals 7-3. to three. So we have the Red Sox winning 6-4, to four, Dodgers winning 7-3. to three. The Dodgers have been insane this season. What you, you look at what this team has been able to complete. And some of us expected more wins, but they were able to get Trey Turner and Max Scherzer at the deadline. And you look at Mookie and Cody Bellinger's stats, and they're not inc- incredibly impressive. I mean, you look at Mookie Betts, this is a guy who, with the Red Sox, was was just insane. I mean, just an insane player for the Red Sox uh, over his qu- the course of all the games he played there. He he, he had a three forty six batting average one year there. This year... He has fifty eight RBIs, one hundred twenty three hits, ninety three runs, sixty eight walks, eighty six strikeouts, twenty three homers. It's not an insane year. It really is not an insane year. In fact, uh, Xander Bogarts probably had a better year for the Red Sox than than this guy did. When you look at that, I mean, you even look at what the Red Sox have this year in Hunter Renfro, a guy who is has is replacing Mookie Betts, and Hunter Renfro has just a little slighter bad batting average less walks, but he has a lot more RBIs, he has more hits, about the same amount of runs, and they they got him for a lot less money. And so you look at what what Mookie's doing, he's not having the best season. Cody Bellinger is not having a best season, a very, very down season. Um, I, I feel bad for the guy. He has injuries, you know, he has problems uh, here and there. We know that. I mean, the, the guy's batting 165 this season. He has 52 hits. I mean... That 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 really when you look at that 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 makes you sad. I mean the guy had fifty one hits last year in fifty six games. He's played in ninety five. That's almost double that, and he only has one more hit. He struggled this season. You feel for the guy. You really do feel for the guy. And so for me as an MLB fan, I'm disappointed with those two guys. But what they've been able to accomplish beyond that, I mean, I. I it's incredible how many games they've won with those two guys being playing the way they have. So I'm taking the Dodgers over the Cardinals. Dodgers will move on to face the Giants. The Red Sox are going on to face the Rays. And as much as I am so biased for the Red Sox, I'm not, I can't take them in this game. I mean, the way that the Rays have played this year has been absolutely incredible. They have been absolutely incredible. A hundred games won. When we looked at the Yankees and the Blue Jays early in the season, we looked at the Blue Jays' young talent, and they've been... Probably as impressive as we really thought they were going to be anywhere from 90 to 100 wins is really where you could have put this Blue Jays team this season for a good season. And that's what they did. The bottom line is the Red Sox outplayed them. The Red Sox came out of nowhere, played hard. But who would have thought that the Rays would have won this division again when you look at their team? I mean, they're second in the league at runs scored. They had no Tyler Glass now for, um, you know, the second half of the season after that injury. Uh, Blake Snell has gone. You, you had no Nick Anderson, who was your bread and butter last year. This is a team that has used guys that are no-names. And they've used them, and they've created a roster that can win games. I mean, that is incredible. And that's exactly what the Rays... They're carving a new path in baseball. 162, 52-29 at home, 48-33 on the road. I'm going to take the Rays in this series. I th- I like the Rays over the Red Sox. I originally said Rays four. I'm going Rays five. I think the Red Sox will make it a close series, but I am going to have to go with the Rays. I I just believe that when I look at this Rays team, they're underestimated in so many categories and what they what they do is they score runs on you. They make big plays, they score runs, and they eliminate errors when they can. And this is a team that's based on fundamentals. They they make great pitching decisions. They have a great bullpen, a, a top-notch late late inning offense. And if this team is within one run, late innings, you can never count them out. You can never count them out. No matter how many runs, actually. I'm taking Rays in five over the Red Sox. The Rays have won a lot of games versus the Red Sox lately. They've been really good against them. I mean, that is the bottom line. They've won the season series. They've been really good against them. Since they got swept in Fenway and, you know, they struggled. Once they reclaimed the division, it was over from there. I mean, they just started winning, winning, winning. They could not stop winning for a while. And it was like as much as the Red Sox Yankees and Blue Jays tried to keep up with them, it was impossible because the race just kept on winning. And I'm taking the raise in that one. Uh, For the one in the NL, Giants and Dodgers, I got to take the Giants. I love what San Fran is doing this year. They have just dominated in that division. Who would have thought that it would have been a race between the Giants and the Dodgers and the Giants would have performed so well? I mean, I don't think a single person in this world could have honestly said, I believe and I can pu- I would be willing to bet $1,000 that the Giants would have a better record than the Padres and Dodgers and they would win more than 105 games. I mean, who would have honestly said that and been comfortable with that bet? I don't think there's a single person out there. And if there are, there are very few of them. And boy, were they right. Because this Dodgers team or Giants team has been impeccable this season they fought off so much problems uh, you know over the past few years guys guys doing this guy you know guys with problems here problems there they fought up so with so much problems here and there over the past few seasons and they've been able to come right back and now they're in the hunt again and you look at all the stuff that was talked about over the offseason nobody talked about the giants everyone was talking about the padres and and the Dodgers and the Padres finished with a losing record, and the Giants won one more game than the Dodgers. I take San Fran at five. I think this will be probably the most interesting ALDS series that we have. This will be a huge, huge series. But when I look at it, Game Five is going to be in. Um, is going to be in uh the Giants. What they're It's going to be in there. If it comes down to a Game Five, it would be in San Fran, and the Do- Giants have just been in crazy. Crazy good and i I'd rather have them at home than than um the Giants on the or, than the Dodgers on the road in the last game especially if we get to see um what's his name um Kevin Gosman if we get to see him um you know in in a game in that game five. Just how great he's been this season. Just two point eight one ERA. He's been shut down, for them, just shut down. We get to see him pitching. I mean, that would be incredible in a game five against a guy like Max Scherzer. That's something that that you dream for in that kind of situation. I'm taking the Giants, though. I think they get it done. Uh you're looking for for you know a walk down memory lane with a lot of those guys who've been on the Giants for a while. I mean, you know Buster Posey. Just just waiting, you know, for this moment on this team. I mean I mean he has really been the captain of this team. You just look at all all the season he's been in the Giants for since two thousand nine. He's waited for this moment and he's been insane this season. I I mean a hundred and twenty hits, sixty eight runs, he's got a three oh four batting average, eighteen home runs. This isn't a guy that's insanely good. He's not insanely good, but he's produced Great numbers this season, offensively. And defensively, that's really what he's here for. He's not here for his offense. He's here for his defense. He's just been so, so good defensively this year for the Giants. I'm taking the Giants, San Fran, in five. In the AL, um, with the other game, it's going to be, what, Astros and White Sox. I look at that away record, and it it really shocks me. And I have to go with the Astros here. I mean, when you look at the teams this season... Why is nobody talking about the Astros? They're like the Packers of football, or or baseball. Excuse me. You look at football and you look at the Packers, and nobody talks about the uh, about the Packers most times. So, I mean, sometimes when like oh they made it all the way to the to the like they made it all the way to the NFC Championship last year, like a lot of people don't think about that. I mean, they get more attention than the Astros do for sure, For sure, as far as baseball goes, like like, in their in their respective leagues, nobody is talking about the Astros. Like, not a single person is talking about the Astros, I feel. I, I got to go with the Astros. I think the Astros are going to make it tough on everybody this postseason. They're just a tough team to beat, and they go up against the White Sox. I'm taking the Astros. In the NL, we're going to have the Braves and the Brewers. This is an easy one for me. I'm going with the Brew Crew in four. They got a 3 headed monster with Freddie Peralta, who is a 2.81 ERA. Uh, then you have Corbin Burns, a 2.43 ERA. Brandon Woodruff, a 2.53 ERA. Then you have Eric Lauer, who's pitched 118 innings this season, 3.19 ERA. Uh, Adrian Hauser, a 3.22 ERA through 140-plus innings. And Brett Anderson, who's pitched here and there uh, out of the rotation, 96 innings. And he is a 4.22 ERA. And that's the highest ERA as of the starters. I mean, this is a team that has put together... A, a, we look at a three-headed monster with Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. But you're throwing those other guys in there, and it's like a five- or six-headed monster. This is a team that can legitimately win the World Series this year. And I do take them over the Braves. The bullpen is something to worry about. Devin Williams and Josh Hader was the ultimate setup. And then, uh, you know, closer, got uh, you know, duo... But Devin Williams punching a wall or whatever happened is really going to send it back. He's not going to be able to pitch in the postseason, and he's not going to be able to set up Josh Hader. But I tell you what, if it comes down to the ninth inning, this is the guy I would want on my team. The last time he gave up an earned run was July 28th. July 28th. He didn't give up the run in August or September. That's how good he's been. A 1.23 ERA is what he's pitched to this season. Guy's been incredible. Insane numbers from Josh Hader. The, one of the best closers in all baseball, if not the best closer. So I got to go with the Brewers. I, as much as the Cardinals have caught up with them and they're only five games back, the Brew crew has been insane this season. They've put up historic numbers uh, with that pitching staff. And offensively grabbing Willie Adamas was so smart. What I am most excited for is Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich is a guy who uh, not too long ago was, you know, one of the one of the stars in of baseball. I I mean he was one a, a lot of people might might, you know, look at Christian Yelich now and and you know, they 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 see him and they and they're like what happened to him? What happened to him and Cody Bellinger? But this guy was the star of baseball, winning the uh NL MVP award. And they went, reached Game 7 of the annual championship series. This is the this is the guy that I do believe can come through in the postseason. I do believe that Christian Yelich can be the offensive savior for this club. If he can come through with big hits, I, I really do believe the Brewers will have a shot to win the World Series. I think he comes through with the big hits, and I think as long as the, they can take advantage of good starts from the starters, the Brewers are going to be right in there. So it's Brewers and Giants. In the NL Championship, in the AL CS, uh, it is going to be the Rays and the Astros. I'm going with the Rays in seven. This is kind of what we saw last year. The Rays were up what three to nothing, and the Astros came back, tied it up, could not complete the comeback win. But the Astros are going to be right there. I mean, they are going to be right there. The pitching this season has been very good in good spots for the Astros. They they've had a great offense, one of the best offenses. Them Toronto and Boston have had a top. Uh, both, all of them are t- have a top three offense. The Astros, respectively, probably second. It probably, probably goes Toronto, Houston, then Boston. But Houston is right there, and they've had been so good. I think Houston can put up a fight. But again, I like the Rays too much. I like what they've done with the pitching, mixing it up. I think they're going to shut down the Astros in big situ- situ- situations. I take the Rays. In the NL, Brewers and Giants, I got to go, honestly... I got to go with the Brewers. As much as that's going to be, that is probably going to be one of the best series. I mean, think about it. A Game 7 between the Rays and the Astros, and then the Brewers and the Giants in a Game 7. I love what we're going to see in that series. We're going to see a lot of great pitching, but I think the pitching from the Brewers is just too much. I think they're just too good with that three-headed monster, and then you add on other guys that can contribute. The offense and the bullpen are struggles and worries, but if that pitching staff can hold down the Giants long enough, I think the Brewers can pull it off in seven. So it's going to be Brewers and Rays is my prediction for the World Series. I believe those two teams are built for October. When you look at the Brewers and what they have pitching-wise and hitting-wise, guys that have been there before in the postseason and the Rays, you look at them and what they've got. they got a lot of young talent, a lot of experience. Um, you know, And Nelson Cruz, a guy that really has been mentoring this team, because you, you look at – and they really don't have a clear-cut leader, Nelson Cruz is the one guy that I believe can rein all the guys in and say, this is what we need to do. I've been here before. This is how we need to conduct ourselves in the postseason. I think Nelson Cruz can rein it in, and I think the Rays and the Brewers meet in a World Series that goes to Game 7. The pitching from the Rays is impeccable. Out of the bullpen, they can shut you down, and really, they can shut your mouth with that offense. I mean, that offense can just slap you in the mouth sometimes. It's hard to believe they're second in the league in runs scored this season. The Rays are. Who would have thought that? They can shut you down late innings. I do believe that the Rays are going to be your 2021 World Series champions. Coming from a Red Sox fan, that might sound very odd, but the Rays are built for October baseball. They have a heck of of an offense in late-inning baseball. They can put together runs, and they can just go out there, score, 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 and then pitch so well. The Brewers' offense is too questionable in a World Series for me to take them. If they had more pieces offensively, if they had more sustainability, I might be able to take the Brewers. But when I look at these two teams, I'm looking at consistency, and I am looking... And it's really who I, who I think can fare better in, in, in October baseball. Because it's a whole other thing. The playoffs are a whole other thing. And I have to go with the Rays. So I'm going Rays over Brewers just to go over everything. I have the Red Sox over the Yankees in the wild Card in the AL. In the NL, I have the Dodgers over the Giants. Then Rays over Red Sox in four. Dodger, or Giants over Dodgers in five. Then I have Astros over uh, White Sox in three. I do believe it's going to be a sweep. Uh, Braves over Brewers in four, or brew, excuse me, Brew Crew over the Braves in four. Uh, then we have the White, uh, Rays over the Astros in seven. Uh, Brewers over. Uh, let me see. Brewers over the Giants in seven, and then Rays over the Brewers in seven. I really do think that the Rays, uh, Bra- Rays over Brewers in seven. I really do think that the Rays can win the World Series this year. I think those two teams match up very very well to force a game 7 and i think the rays have the best shot i just do i think when it comes down to october baseball what they've done this season what they put together in the second half to sustain uh, the run that they're they're having this year really says all about this rays team so i got to go with the rays thank you everybody for listening to this episode, the third episode of the podcast. Um, We'll have more episodes coming out as the uh, you know week goes on, and we'll see how these predictions go. It could end tomorrow with the Yankees winning, or we could ride it out, and who knows? Maybe the Rays will be able to make the uh, World Series and take on the Brewers and win the game or the series. So, you know, you never know. It'll be an exciting postseason, that's for sure. I cannot wait for the postseason. I mean, it is going to be really one heck of a ride in the postseason. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be so much fun just watching a showdown. No matter who it is, now that we have an 162-game season, we can get a full-blown postseason this year, and I'm so excited for it. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and I will see you all next time on the Boston Sports Stats and Stuff podcast.